We're in the Gemara on Daf Kuf Beis Amud Beis. We're starting from the Mishnah. So, like the other Mishnahis that we learned in the Gemara here, it discusses different exodus of Chazal that apply only in uh, outside the Beis Hamikdash, in Medina, but not in the Beis Hamikdash. Zakta Mishnah Kaisrin Nima Bamikdash. You're allowed to tie a string from the harp that they were using for the Karbanis and it snapped. So you're allowed to make a knot to tie it to be able to play the harp by the uh, Karbanis. So as the Gemara is going to explain, this is based on the halacha that the Aveda and the Beis Hamikdash, the Karbanis, Tzibur, Tamid, Musif, is Deich Shabbos, right? So even the shear that the Levian would sing while they would bring the Karbanis is also Deich Shabbos. But not only that, even the Hechsher Mitzvah, even to prepare the harp to be able to sing the songs is also Deich Shabbos. So therefore you can make this knot even on Shabbos. According to Rashi, it refers even to Akesha Shal Kayama, which is Asim and Atayra. Other Rishayim say, no, it's only referring to Akesha. That's Amid Rabbanon. Rashi's Pshat is even a regular Kesha. Avaloi be Medina. Is because it's a Heksha Mitzvah. And the Heksha Mitzvah for a Mitzvah, which is Deich Shabbos, is, is, uh, is going to be Deich the Shabbos. The Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash is Deich Shabbos. So even the Hechsher Mitzvah is also Deich Shabbos. By Mila you do, according to Rabbi Yezer. We'll see, the Gemara is going to bring it. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yezer, when he gave it to Mila, that even the Hechsher Mitzvah of Mila is Deich Shabbos. One second. But not Medina, not outside the Beis HaMikdash. V'im B'Tchila, if we're talking about Making the tying the knot lechatchila kam v'kan aser. So either in the, whether in the base of mikdash, whether outside the base of mikdash, it's aser. Why is it aser? Because you can do that before Shabbos. You can prepare it before Shabbos. You're making your harp lechatchila on Shabbos. If it's snapped on Shabbos, b'diyevet. So then you're allowed to tie it on Shabbos. Lechatchila, you're not allowed. Talk to Gemara Veraminu. I'll ask you a question on this. It says Nabraisa Nimas Kinosh Nifsika, the string of a harp that was snapped. Lehoya Kaishra, you're not allowed to tie a knot, Elo Oinva. You can make a bow, which is not a Keshashal Kayama, and it's it's only a Isimidrabona. So in the Braisa it says you can only make a bow, not a Kesha. So to Gemara Loy Kashia, there's no question. Horabonon this is a machloikis of the Rabbanon and Rabbeliezer. This is the machloikis that you have in Masech the Shabbos, the whole Perik there, Perik Rabbeliezer the Mila, is discussing this subject. If a person is making a bris on Shabbos, are you allowed to do all the preparations for the bris as well? Rabbeliezer says you can prepare the knife, you can bring the knife, you can even prepare and make coals to make a fire in order to be able to sharpen a knife for the bris. You can make all the hachanas for the hachanas for the bris. The Rabbanon hold, no, you can't do that. You can't make the Achanas. Only the, the Mila itself is Deich Shabbos. So over here as well, the Gemara is saying that the Mishnah that says that you can make the Kesher on Shabbos is going according to Rabbi Yezah. That says that you can do all the preparations even on Shabbos. The Rabbanon hold, you're not allowed. You can only do the Mitzvah itself, but not the preparations. So the Gemara, the Rabbi the Omar, Machshire Mitzvah, Deich Shabbos, Kaishra. Rabbi Yezah's opinion is that even Machshire Mitzvah, are Deich Shabbos. Those mitzvahs that are Deich Shabbos, we're not talking about every mitzvah. They're like a mitzvah of Mila and the Aved in the Beis Mikdash. So even the Hechsher mitzvah is also Deich. The Rabbanan say that the Hechsher mitzvah is not Deich, only the mitzvah itself that the Torah said is Deich. So you have to make a bow. A bow is allowed to be made on Shabbos. There are there are others. I mean, there's, 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 there's certain mitzvahs. Certain mitzvahs. I mean, there's a uh, yeah. 
Sagt the Gemara, Ira Beliezer. No, can't be this is the Psharia. Why? Ira Beliezer, if our mission is Rabbi Beliezer, doesn't Rabbi Beliezer hold that you can be Deiche the Hechshem Mitzvah, Deiche Shabbos, even Lechatchila? Meaning, even things that could have been done before Shabbos, if it didn't get done before Shabbos, you could do it on Shabbos itself. Rashi brings over here, like I mentioned before, that you could even prepare the coals to make a fire to sharpen the knife. That could have been done before Shabbos, but Rabbi Yezah says it could be done on Shabbos. So over here as well, why did it say in the Mishnah, in Batchilo, it's going to be Yasser? So it can't be Rabbi Yezah. It's like the Gemara, El Alekashia. So we have to say a different Shabbat. The, the stira of the Mishnah and the Braisa, whether you have to make a bow or, da, or even a kesher. This is a machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbana, which we brought up not long ago. The chlal regarding making a bow. Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is making a bow is a kesher shal kayama that's oser on Shabbos, just like a regular kesher. There's no nafkemina. A bow and a kesher is the same thing. So therefore, the Mishnah here that says you can make a kesher. Is holds like Rabbi Yehuda. There's, there's no difference between a bow and a kasher. Mashenk and the Braisa holds like the Rabbanon that say, no, a kasher is awesome and a teire, and a bow is not aser. So therefore, the bow is mutter to make. So the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda ali b'demam. Okay, so he's saying that our Mishnah does not distinguish between a kasher and an aniva and a bow because we're following Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't make a distinction between them. But, but Rabbi Yehuda himself that says that you're allowed to do this malachim and a teire, according to who is he going? If we're going to say that he follows the opinion of Rabbi Yezer, that says that you're allowed to do the Hechsher Mitzvah even on Shabbos, our same question comes back. Fine, you're telling me that Rabbi Yehuda didn't make a distinction between a bow and a Kesher. But what is it based on? The fact that he's saying that you can tie the string of the harp on Shabbos, it's still based on the opinion of Rabbi Yezer. That says that you can uh, do a hechsher mitzvah even on Shabbos. So our, our question comes back. It should be mut even lechatchila according to Rabbi Yezer. So the Gemara elalekashe. It's not a question. We find in a different place Tanoim arguing about this, and they say that it's only mut b'diyevet. Says Nabraise the Tanya ben Levi shenifskala nima bekiner. You have a ben Levi that's singing with the with the harp, and the string rips on the Shabbos kaisra. So bidiyevet, if it's snapped, then you're allowed to tie it. So you see here, Rabbanon are saying that it's only bidiyevet. Rab Shimon says, no, you make a bow. So this b'raise here is the source of the machloikis that we brought before between the Mishnah and the b'raise, the Tanakam and Rab Shimon here. So they only matter bidiyevet, and Rab Shimon says, only a bow. Rab Shimon ben Allah is a third opinion. You're going to do this malacha. You're going to tie it, but he says, when you take the string, what are we talking about over here till now? The string snapped, and there, in the place where it snapped, you're tying it together. So he says, if you're going to tie it together there, it's not going to make a nice uh, sound. It's not going to, you're doing a malacha, and it's not even going to play the, the note properly, because you're tying it right where the snap was. It's not good. El, or rather, what should you do? Okay, what this means is, the harps have like a uh, nail on the top and on the bottom where the string is connected to. So Mishalshal means it's usually tied and rolled around this nail on the bottom and on the top. So he says unwind it a little bit and so lengthen that string to be able to wind it back on the top instead of making a knot in the middle and it's anyways not going to play so well. So just unwind a little bit the string and, and uh, wind it back on the top. 
So you don't have to make any not bechlal. So either mishal shomol mato, unwind it below, v'kaylech mulmaila, and tie it back on the top, or mishal shomol maila, or unwind it on the top, v'kaylech mulmata, and tie a string on the bottom without making a knot, and it'll be able to play beautifully. Yeah, yeah but if it's snapped at the middle, you know, huh? if it's snapped at the middle, you're, you're not going to have enough string? string yeah. So it depends. If you, so obviously, he's only saying this if you have enough. If you mm-hmm. have enough length of a string that you could unwind the string that's there, so you don't have to tie it. Okay, so this is the source of our Mishnah. Now the Gemara says another pshat in the, to answer the stira of the Mishnah and the Braisa, whether you make a kesher or a bow. Both the Mishnah and the Braisa follow the opinion of the Rabbana. So the Rabbana usually say, before over here said that you can make a kesher. But if, if this, it snapped right in the middle, so then you tie it over there with a regular kesher. You know, it has to be a, like a strong knot. If you're not going to make a strong knot, <coughs> then it's not going to play the note properly. But if the, it snapped further down on the side, it's not right in the middle of the harp and it snapped on the side, there you can make a bow. Even if you make a bow, it'll be good enough. So that's the difference between the Mishnah and the Braise. It depends where it snapped. A third pshat, in both cases, the Mishnah and the Braise are both speaking about when it snapped in the middle. And the Machlekes here is, Mar Savar Gazrinon, one opinion is, the Rab um, uh, opinion is, that you always have to make a bow. It doesn't make a difference where it snapped. Even though for the middle, you should be allowed to make a kesher because over there, you need the kesher for it to play properly, but they made a gzeda. That if you're going to make a bow, when it snaps in the middle, you're going to come to make a bow even when it snapped on the side, and then you don't need a, a kesher. So, so they made a gzeda that you should never make a kesher. They didn't make such a gzeda. If it snapped in the middle, then you make a kesher. If it snapped on the side, and even a bow is good enough, you make a bow. That's, uh, so that's the end of the mission over here. So you mentioned before that there's the Sikha of the Rebbe when he gave the Heksha Mitzvah. The Rebbe speaks in a few places about Heksha Mitzvah. And the point the Rebbe says is the very fact that the Torah is commanding you to fulfill a Mitzvah and the only way to do the Mitzvah is through the Heksha Mitzvah. So that means that the Heksha Mitzvah itself is like a Kiyama Mitzvah. That's the basis of Rabbi Yezah's opinion. Rabbi Yezah's opinion is a huge Chiddush. I'm making, I'm preparing coals to make a fire, to make a knife in order to do the mitzvah of bris. And the mitzvah is only the bris itself. Everything else is just a heksher. But what's really the essence of a heksher? Rabbi Yezah's opinion is the essence of the heksher is also a kiyama mitzvah. It's not mamish the actual kiyama mitzvah. The rotz alien is to do the mitzvah. But the very fact that they were just mitzvah to do the mitzvah and you can't do it without the heksher. So the heksher becomes like a chelik of the mitzvah. So that just like the mitzvah is doicha, the hechsher is also doicha. Mashenk and the Rabbanon disagree, and for, Rabbi, ah, for yeah, bris as well, correct. Mashenk and Rabbanon, the way we paskin, we don't paskin like Rabbi Yezah, that a hechsher mitzvah and a chanami, you have to do it for the mitzvah, but for it, it's not the key of a mitzvah, so therefore it's not, uh, not doicha Shabbos in the same way. So the Mishnah, you can cut off a wart. In the Beis Hamikdash, according to Rashi, we're talking about a wart that's on the body of an animal, and it's a it's a mum, and you want to be able to bring it as a carbon, so you can cut off a wart in the Beis Hamikdash from the, the body of an animal. The Rambam, other Rishonim say that we're talking about a wart that's on, on the Kayan's body to be able to do the Aveda, Otherwise, he's a Balmum. Avaloi be Medina, be Medina, you're not allowed to cut off the wart. So till here, the Mishnah is talking about a person that's cutting off the wart by hand, which is only Aser midrabanan. The imbekeli, if you're cutting it off using a utensil, kanvakanosa. Whether in the base of mikdash, whether not in the base of mikdash, it's going to be osir because that's a melacha minatayra. So it's going to be osir. This is different than mafas more so. This is, uh, uh, 
No, 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 it's a different story. Over there, he's just uh, taking out the pus. Over here, he's cutting off a wart in order not to be a balmum or in order. The animal shouldn't be a balmum. So only if it's done by hand is it allowed, but if it's done by keli, it's asr. Dr. Gemara, if it amino, I'll ask you a steer from another Mishnah. It says, Herkivoi, or the Bach is great, is Harkavosoi. It's talking here about carbon Pesach. Erev Pesach, Shechali is B'Shabbos, like the Kvis that we have this year. So Erev Pesach comes out in Shabbos, and he forgot to bring his carbon Pesach before Shabbos. Harkavosoi, so now uh, uh, carrying it. And, uh, to bring the Rebbeis HaMikdash, Havaosai Mechutz L'Tchum, bringing it from outside the Tchum, V'chatichas Yabaltai, and even if there, there's a wart, a mum on the animal that you have to cut off, Ein Doichen, they're all not Doichen Shabbos. Rabbi Yezah says Doichen, it is Doichen Shabbos. So again, Rabbi Yezah's opinion that even the Hechshem Mitzvah, just like the carbon Pesach itself is Doichen Shabbos, the Hechshem Mitzvah of bringing it or preparing it is also Doichen Shabbos. So the Gemara is asking, in our, here we have a Stam Mishnah that says that the cut of the Yabeles is Doich Shabbos, and over there, the Tanakhama, the Stam Mishnah is saying that it's not Doich Shabbos. So the Gemara, Rabbi Yezah, ben Chanina, Chadoma, so Rabbi Loza, sorry, Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yezah ben Chanina, so Rabbi Loza and Rabbi Yezah ben Chanina said two answers to this question. Chadoma, one of them answered, Ha v'ha belacha. Both the Mishnah here and the Mishnah in Mesech the Pesach, I'm talking about the carbon Pesach, are talking about a moist, wart, which is connected to the body, and you're not allowed to cut it off on Shabbos with a keli. It's not a contradiction. Our Mishnah is saying you're allowed to cut it off, it's done by hand, so it's only a similar keli. Over there, it's talking about cutting it off with a keli. You're cutting it off with a keli, that's not allowed. And on that, Rabbi Yezah said that even with a keli, it is allowed. Another answer that was given is, in both the Mishnah here and the Mishnah by Psachim, it's talking about when you're removing it by hand. And it's not a contradiction. Our Mishnah is talking about that it's a moist wart which is still really connected to the body. And you're removing something that's connected to the body. In our Mishnah, we're talking about a wart which is already dried up. So it's really not, when you're removing it from the body, it's not really properly connected. So therefore, you're allowed to remove it even on Shabbos. Now the Gemara is going to explain the relative advantages of each one of these answers. Answer that says that over here it's removed by hand. And here it's being removed by a keli. Why don't you want to give this answer that it depends if the water is moist or dry? If it's dry, so then you can remove it even with a keli. You can use a utensil to remove it. It's no issue at all. When you remove it, it just crumbles. It's not even connected to the body anymore. So that's not an issue. The opinion that says that here we're talking about a moist wart and here we're talking about a dry wart. Why didn't you want to give the answer that in our mission we're talking about biyad and in the Mishnah, again, in the Mishnah in Psachim, we're talking about... Again, in our Mishnah, we're talking about Biyad, and in the Mishnah in Psachim, we're talking about Bekeli. Amalach, Bekeli. He's saying that the Mishnah in Psachim is teaching me that you're not allowed to move it with a Keli. Hatnan, it says that in our Mishnah here. Im Bekeli, Kan Vekan Oser. Our Mishnah says, Befeirish Bekeli, Kan Vekan Oser. So why would the Mishnah in Psachim have to repeat that again? So therefore, he didn't want to say that the Mishnah is saying the same thing twice. Ve'edach, the other opinion is, Hadiktani Hasam, the reason why it re- repeats it there again, Mishum Tekabai, Yiflugi, Rabbi because there it brings the Machlaikis, because Rabbi argues in the Rabbanan. Here it didn't bring that. So over there it's bringing the Machlaikis, so therefore it repeated it again. Ve'edach, now the Gemara explains the other opinion that says that over here it's Biyad. Uh, that Ve'edach, uh, again, the other opinion that says 
that we're talking about over here, Belacha, and here Beyevesha, and he did not want to give the answer of Habiyad and Habikeli. The reason is the Gemara now gives another reason. Dumye the Harkavasai Vavasai Mechutz Lechom Ketani. It's because he understands that we're talking over there about a case that's similar, the halacha of removing the yabeles is similar to what it says afterwards in the Mishnah, that you're allowed to carry the animal and you're allowed to bring it mechutz l'tchum. Those are only isurim midrabanon. So just like those cases that it speaks about in there in the Mishnah, that are only isurim midrabanon, so too over here, it's all, according to this pshat, we're only mentioning over there removing the wart, biyad, which is an isur midrabanon, not an isur minatayra. In the Mishnah, it's talking about in the no, it's not talking about in the base of Mikdash. That's coming in the, in the Gemara in a second. Okay, so now the Gemara is explaining that because the second chalik of the Mishnah Psachim is talking about Rabbanon, so so too he says when it talks about removing the wart, it's also talking about removing the wart in a way that it's only Asamad Rabbanon, which is Biyad. Edoch, and the, the other opinion that says that over there it's talking about removing it even Bekeli. Harkivoi. When it talks about the fact that you can carry your animal to the base of Mikdash, is that Asamun Atayra or Midrabanon? So, uh, uh, anybody? If you're carrying an animal, is it Asamun Atayra or Midrabanon? It's only Asamun Midrabanon. Why? Chai Naisayas Atzmai. So, uh, how about carrying it from out of the Tchum? Is that Asamun Atayra or only Midrabanon? Only Midrabanon. The whole Isra of Tchum is Midrabanon. So the Gemara says, both of these things, it depends. There's another opinion that says that it's Asamun Midrabanon. Asamun Atayra, that is. Harkivai, the like were not following the opinion of Rabnasan, the Omar Hachai Noises Atzmai. That says that Chai Noises Atzmai. So therefore, the Chai is, if you don't follow Chai Noises Atzmai, even carrying the animal is also Menatayra. The same thing, Havasai Mechutz Lechum, Krabakiva. We're going according to Rabakiva's opinion, the Omar Tchum and Dairaise. The Tchum and the Isaf Tchum and Ismanatayra. So therefore, the, the Mishnah in Psachim is saying, that you could carry and you could bring it from outside the Tchum. Those are Isur Midai Raisa. When it says to remove the Yabeles, it's also talking about an Isur Minatayra to remove the Yabeles with a Keli. Okay. Now the Gemara has another question. But you do see that over there in the Mishnah Psachim, when it was talking about the Yabeles, it was talking about an Isur Midai Rabbanon. Masav Rav Yasef. Over there in that Mishnah it says, Amr Rav Yezer, Kavuchaymer. Rav Yezer said that it's a Kavuchaymer that you're allowed to carry your animal to the base of Mikdash and Shabbos. If the Shechita of the carbon Pesach, which is a Malach is Deich Shabbos. So over here, if you're talking about carrying it, which is only a Isamidra Banan, isn't it for sure that it should be Deich Shabbos? So you see clearly of what Rabbi Eliezer said that we're not following the opinion of Rabbi Kiva or the opinion that doesn't hold the Chaynaisa Satsman that it's Asman Atayre. He was saying a Kalvachaymer and he was saying that we're talking about only Isurimid Rabbanon. So over there, when we're talking about removing the Yabeles, we're only talking about Isurimid Rabbanon. And over there it says it's not allowed, and in our mission it says it is allowed. So Rabbi Yosef gives a different answer. This is the point you brought up before. Elam Rabbi Yosef, both the Mishnah here and the Mishnah there is talking about removing the wart by hand. And now, what's the difference? Shvos Mikdash, Shvos in the base of Mikdash, or the Bach is greatest over here. Shvos de Mikdash, Shvos for the purpose of bringing a carbon in the base of Mikdash. Be Mikdash, if it's in the base of Mikdash itself, there they will matter it, and that's what our Mishnah is talking about. 
Shvos the Mikdash, but be Medina, a shvos of, of, of carbon that you want to bring to the base of Mikdash, but it's not yet in the base of Mikdash. You're carrying your carbon Pesach from outside the Tchom or from Yerushalayim. You're not in you're outside the base of Mikdash. There, that they weren't matter. The whole hatter of a shvos be Mikdash is only in the base of Mikdash itself, not outside the base of Mikdash. Yosef Abai v'kom aloshmaite. So Abai said this answer, and Eisved of Safra Abai. Rav Safra asked a question on a, to Abaya on this cloud. So the Gemara just created a new cloud. The whole concept of Shvus B'Mikdash Yitiru is only if you're actually inside the Mesa Mikdash, not outside. So he asked him the question of a mission that we learned before. And the Gemara here teaches the concept of Shvus B'Mikdash more broadly. We're not just talking about Aveda of the Mesa Mikdash, but things that are related to Kedusha. As we'll see here, Benigeta Sefer, we learned this. You're reading a Sefer and you're sitting on a threshold. And the Sefer rolls out of your hand. We're talking here about a scroll. And it rolls into the Rishus You're allowed to roll it back up. Even though there should be a Gzayim with the Rabbanon, that you might drop it and bring it back up. Why? Because it's a, it's a Sefer. It's a, it's, it's a holy Sefer and we're not Gzayim. So over here, when we're dealing with a Sefer, it's considered to be Shvos the Mikdash. It's, it's dealing with the Kedush of a Sefer. But it's not in the base of Mikdash, it's Tam, a person that's sitting on his threshold and it rolls on to the Rishasarabim. We're not Geyser, that the person might pick it up even if it dropped out of his hands. We allow him to roll it back up. So we see over here that this concept that we're not geyser in a place of Kedusha or regarding an Indian of Kedusha is even outside the base of Mikdash. Sakta Gemara, no, it's not a raya from the Veloya Kimna. Didn't we say before when we learned that Mishnah, Beskupa Carmelis, that we're talking about the threshold that he's sitting on is only a Carmelis, or the Shusarab Maiveras Lefanel, and the Rishusarab is in front of him, the Kivin the Igdei Biyodai, since he's still holding on to this scroll in his hands, I feel a Shvus Nami There is no Shvus. It didn't land yet in the floor fully, and he's still holding it on to his hands. He's in a Carmelis, and this isn't a Rishusarabim. So there's no Issa at all, not even Issa Midrabanan. Because it's like from a Carmelist to a Rishusarabim, and he's still holding on to it in his hands. So therefore, from there, there's no Raya. The Gemara brings another case. You're allowed to put down, put in the carbon Pesach into an oven right before Shabbos to roast it. Or even though usually, uh, we learned this in Masech, the Shabbos, you're not allowed to put meat into an uh, oven to roast right before Shabbos because you might come to be mechat in the Gecholim, you might come to play around with the coals, with the fire. But over here, with the carbon Pesach, Chachamah warned Geyser that Gzeira. You can put your carbon Pesach to roast right before Shabbos. Again, this is a Shavuos related to the carbon Pesach, the mitzvah to eat the carbon Pesach. And it's not inside the base of Mikdash, it's B'medina. And V'loi Gazrin Hashem Yechat HaBikcholim. And they warned Geyser that you shouldn't do this right before Shabbos, like they were usually Geyser, that he's going to come to play around with the coals on Shabbos. So you see that even outside the base of Mikdash, we say that if it's related to an Aved in the base of Mikdash, they warned Geyser. Ishtik, he didn't have an answer to this question, he was quiet. Kiyosel Kameder Rav Yasef. Rav Safra was asking Abaya, so Abaya was quiet. So the Gemara says, Yosef. So then he went to Rav Yosef himself to ask this question. Rav Yosef was the one that made this distinction between a Shvus in the Beis HaMikdash and out of the Beis HaMikdash. So when they came to Rav Yosef himself, This is what Rav Safra told me. Rav Safra asked me this question. So Abaye came and asked him, Why didn't you answer Rav Safra? 
because it's not just Stam an individual that's putting his carbon Pesach into the roaster, but you have a, a Chabura. A carbon Pesach, it's a Chabura that eats together and does the carbon Pesach. So we rely on the fact that there's reason that they're going to do the halach, they're careful, they're going to do the halacha properly, and they're not going to come to be Mechata Begacholim. So this is what Rabbi Yosef held. Rabbi Yosef held we can rely on the Bnei Chabura that are Zrizin. And Abaye says, We do say that Kainim has reason, Bnei Chabura has reason, and Loyam Rinon. But if we rely on the people of the Chabura, no, we wouldn't rely on that. Therefore, Abaye didn't want to give him this answer. Only Kainim has reason. And by the way, the whole sugi that we're learning here about Ein Shvus Mikdosh is also based on this whole concept of Kainim's reason. So from here you see that this union of Kainim's reason is not only because they're doing the Aveda. There's a Sikha and Chelech Lamadzai in Parshish Emmer, where the Rebbe discusses this concept of Kainim's reason name. What's the basis of Kainim's reason name? So you can say two Eifanim. Really, you could say because they have this responsibility of doing the Aveda. And Mitzah, the, the Chshivis of the Aveda that they're doing, so they're very careful to do it right. Or you could say it's not only because of the Aveda that they're doing, it's also Mitzah, the nature of Kain. Kainim have a certain Kayach, and the nature of a Kain is to be a Zaris. So over here you see you have Bnei Chabura that are also doing uh, an Aveda to prepare the Achila of the carbon Pesach. And Rav Yasef held that you could say Bnei Chabura is reason. Just like the Aveda, you say the Kainim has reason, Bnei Chabura as well because it's an Aveda. Huh? Okay. Mashenkein, Abaya held no, it's not only Mitzah the Aveda, it has to be Dafke the Kainim. It's the nature of the Kainim, the Dafke there is reason and not Bnei Chabura. That's the Pshat Nigamara here. Well, what's the difference in the Mishnah if the Abelis is on the Behema, on the Kayin? doesn't make a difference. It's just Stam, two Pshatim, what the Mishnah is talking about. But in, uh, it's not known after Mena. This concept of the Shvost, the ancient Aminish concerning other things, other things of Kedusha. Yeah. Is Allah Halamais the end? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not that I know of. Talk to Gemara Rava, Marabliyazihi. Rava goes back. Then you get to the Ikka the ik question that we asked him. What was the main question we were asking? We had a stira between our Mishnah that said that you're allowed to cut off a Yabeles and the Mishnah in the Psachim that says that you're not allowed to cut off the Yabeles. So the Gemara says, our Mishnah that says you're allowed, Rav Omar, Rav Our Mishnah here is actually following the opinion of Rav In that Mishnah in Psachim it says, Rav Liyazahi So our Mishnah here is going according to Rav the Alma Machshire Mitzvah Deichen is a Shabbos. He holds that Machshire Mitzvah are Deichen Shabbos. Now Rav is Machadish. Umayde Rabliyazer the Kama the Efshel Shnuye Mishaninon. Although Machshire Mitzvah are Deichen Shabbos, but as much as possible you have to make a Shinui. In other words, all the Amiraim until here did not want to say that our Mishnah is going according to Rabliyazer because our Mishnah says you can only do it by hand. And Rabliyazer they all held. Rabliyazer says you don't have to do it by hand. You can do it with a utensil normally because. Machshir Mitzvah Deiche Shabbos even Bekeli. Rav is Machadish, even though Rabbi holds Machshir Mitzvah Deiche Shabbos, but if you can, you should try to make a Shinui. Don't do it in the regular way. So, therefore, our mission that says you can only do it biyad does follow the opinion of Rabbi My, he, what's the source for this? Where do we see that even Rabbi that holds it Machshir Mitzvah Deiche Shabbos, but still you should make a Shinui? The Tanya, because we learned in the Braise. Kayin shalsabayabelis, a kayin that has a wart and he can't do the avayda, he has a mum, chavere chaytchele bishinov, his friend could bite it off with his teeth. Okay, so it says here two details. Number one, he can't bite it off himself, and number two, his friend has to do it, and also it shouldn't be done by hand or even with a keli, for sure not with a keli, that is, it should be done with your teeth. Bishinovin bekeli loy. So it has to be done with teeth. And not with a keli, not with a utensil. Chaveiro in iuloi. It has to be done by your friend and not you yourself. 
Mani. Now, who is this Mishnah going according to? Is this Mishnah going according to the Rabbanon? Not mitzvah So maybe we'll say this Mishnah is going according to the Rabbanon. They are telling you that you have to do it in a way that it's not awesome and atayr, because machshira mitzvah, not deich Shabbos. Is that the pshat? mikdash, and it's talking about in the base of mikdash, and therefore it's a shvus, and a shvus is deich Shabbos. Is that the pshat in this Mishnah? So the Sigmar says it can't be. Kiv in the Omri Rabbanon Ba'alme, what's the Rabbanon's opinion? Mishum shvus. Rabbanon hold that when a person removes a yabelis with his teeth or with his hands, it's only a shvus. So Rashi here says, if you look in the Gemara in Shabbos, there's a machleikis between Rabbi Yezer and the Rabbanon, whether it's awesome and atayre to remove a wart with your hands. Okay, so besides the machleikis in our sugi that we're talking about till now, whether machshire mitzvah deich Shabbos or not, there's another machleikis. Bechlal, when you get to removing a wart on Shabbos, Rabbanon holds removing a wart by hand is ism the Rabbanon. Removing it with a keli is ism and atayre. That was the way we were learning until now. Rabbi however, holds, just like removing a wart with a keli is ism and removing a wart by hand is also ism and Okay, so that's another machleikah here that's very relevant for the pshat and the Gemara. So now the Gemara says, if we're going to say that this Mishnah follows the opinion of the Rabbanon, so what do the Rabbanon usually hold? Mishim Shvos, removing a yabelas by hand or with your teeth, is aser only with the Rabbanon. So hacha, if so, in this Mishnah, malihu mali chaveirai. Why does it have to be removed only by your friend? What difference does it make? Even if you're going to remove it by hand, it's only awesome at the So remove it yourself by hand. El Alav. Huh? He already making a shinui. Again, Rabbanon hold that if you're doing it with a yad, it's only awesome at the and it's a shinui. So why do you have to tell your friend to do it? El Alav, Zaktagimare, Rabliyeze. It has to be that our mission is following Rabliyeze. Oh, this Braise here is following Rabliyeze. The Omar, Ba'alme, Chayev Chatos. Rabliyeze's opinion is even when you remove a wart by hand, it's also awesome and so therefore, Rabbi is saying that you should tell your friend to do it. Even though you should be allowed to do it yourself because but if it's possible to make a shinoi, ask your friend to do it. Your friend should uh, remove it for you, so it shouldn't be a mamish awesome and So this is the source where we see that even according to Rabbi Yezad, if you can make a shinoi, you make a shinoi, you tell your friend to remove it. No, I could say that this b'raise here goes according to the Rabbanon. Really, this b'raise goes according to the Rabbanon. If the wart is on his stomach or in any place where he could remove it himself, then the Mishnah would have to say that he should remove it himself because he's doing it with his teeth. So it's only awesome with the Rabbanon. It's not a problem. He has a neshiche. Which is, uh, in other words, he has a place that you have to bite off or he has this, this wart. On his back, on his elbows, he can't take it off himself. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a case that he can't take it off himself. And therefore itself, therefore it says that his friend should take it off for him. So Taisus over here says, Why are we talking about such a modern case that he, that he can't take it off himself? Says Taisvis, the Chiddush over here is that it would have been a Swara to say, that maybe you don't allow one person to take off in order for the other kind to be to be able to do the Aveda. I can take off a mum for myself to be able to do the Aveda, but I can't ask someone else to do it for me. Right? So therefore that's the Chiddush over here that you're allowed to ask one kind to do it for you. Okay, and the reason is why Take? 
L'chayre, he's doing an Aved, he's doing a Malacha, or he, at least an Isma de Rabbanon that's not negated to himself, he's doing it for his friend. So the reason is because when you got this word, you're not a Pesheya. There's a cloud. You don't tell one person to do a Malacha for the benefit of another person's Aved if he was negligent. But over here, it's not my negligence. The person wants to do the Aved, and all of a sudden he wakes up Shabbos morning, he discovers he has a wart in his back. So you can tell his friend to take it off. That's the Chiddusha. Yeah, so the fact that you cannot reach it, maybe. So, so that's what the, the other guy... Right, right. Well, that's so that the Chiddush is that you can tell the other person to do it, even though he's not doing it for himself. Frakta Gemara Vaita. The Gemara persists, persists further. No. Ve'ira Banan. If this Mishnah... Now, what, what are we saying? That this Mishnah here goes according to the Rabbanon. Why does it say, bite it off? Nishkelei Nehalei Biyad. Why doesn't it say that he should take it off by hand? And you don't have to do a dafka with your teeth to bite it off. Let him do it by hand. And not only that, the Gemara adds, And if the Mishnah would say that you do it by hand, so this would resolve a question that Rabbi Loza asked. The whole argument about whether it's asam and or not is when you take it off by hand, there's a machloikis whether it's asam if you take it off by hand. Everybody would agree that if you take it off with a keili, that it's going to be asam and But by hand, there there's a machloikis whether it's Asim and or not. And the Rabbanon hold, if you take it off by hand, it's only Asim and the Rabbanon. So why, if we're going according to the Rabbanon, why is it saying take it off by, with your teeth? Why wouldn't the Braise here say take it off by hand and according to the Rabbanon, taking it off by hand is okay? So the Gemara says, and according to your Pshat, if you're going to say this, Braise goes according to Rabbanon, according to Rabbanon, you have the same question. Why are you taking it off by, with your teeth? Isn't it enough of a shinoi that you're taking it off by hand? You should take it off by hand as well. So what's the pshat? No, but he's doing it b'chaveiroi. Right? Even though Rabbi Liezer's opinion is that taking it off biyad is awesome and atayre, but as long as he's asking his friend to do it, so it's already isam and rabbanam. So it's, 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 his friend is doing it. So why not do it by hand? Why does he have to bite it off? So the Gemara, no. The Gemara here says a big Chiddush. Hi, my. How could you compare the question that I'm asking you according to the Rabbanon to according to Rabbi Yezer? If you're going to say that this Bryce is Rabbi Yezer's opinion, Rabbi Yezer holds that if, you're not, if you shouldn't be taking it off by so they already said also that you shouldn't take it off by Yad either. And the reason is, as Rashi explains, according to Rabbi Yezer, they want you to make a shinui. And a chanami, the Torah says that you can do all machshire mitzvah. Or it's all deich Shabbos, but if you can make a shinui, you make a shinui. So therefore, if, the, if a person has to make a shinui, we want him to make a much, a, as much as a shinui as possible in order not to come to do it in the original way. So biyad, which is daimet, to doing it bekeli is a small shinui. We want him to do an even bigger shinui, that he shouldn't come to do it bekeli. So therefore we say that he should do it biyad. But if you say it follows the opinion of the Rabbanon, he let him take it off by hand. According to the Rabbanon, there's no meaning of making a shinui. According to the Rabbanon, if you're doing a malachim in Atayre, it's Asr. If you're doing a malachim in the Rabbanon, it's Mutr. There's no need to make a shinui. So it comes out, according to what the Gemara is saying here, a very interesting thing. Even though the whole sugi started with saying that Rabbi Yezer is the one that's more lenient, and Taisus points this out, the whole sugi is going, Rabbi Yezer is the one that's more lenient. He says that you can take it off uh, uh, on Shabbos because even Heksha Mitzvah is Deich Shabbos. But yet, now that we introduce this concept that Rabbi Yezer holds, you have to make the biggest shinui possible. Not only a shinui to do it biyad and not bekeli, 
but you should make a further shinning. You should do it with your teeth. Because if you make it biyad, that's a little bit similar to Akeli. So Rabbi Yezah says you should make the biggest shinri possible. Mashenkin the Rabbanon say, you're doing a malachim in that's also. It's not Deich Shabbos. A malachim in the Rabbanon, there's no shvus be mikdash. And that's going to be mutter. So therefore the Gemara concludes that it makes more sense that this b'raisa goes according to Rabbi Yezah, v'su loy midi. There's nothing else to say about this. An interesting conclusion. The Gemara says there's no other questions to ask about this. Boy, a kain that has a wound on his finger. You can tie a reed, a band-aid on it on Shabbos to protect it. And Rashi says this is also considered to be for the purpose of Daveda because the person doesn't want, the kain doesn't want uh, an exposure of a wound while he's doing Daveda. But in Medina you're not allowed to do this because we already had many times that there's an is of Rufu on Shabbos. This Gemi heals it. So therefore you're not allowed to do a Rufu on Shabbos. If he's tying this band-aid in order to draw out blood, can the can also either way it's not allowed to take out blood in Shabbos. Chayvul it's malach of chayvul so you're not allowed to take it out in Shabbos. Do it on Shabbos. Zok to Gemara Amar Rav Yehuda Bereid Rav Chiye Loishanu El Gemi. When it says in the Mishnah that you're allowed to put a gemi, a little reed on it on Shabbos, that's allowed. But Avot Siltzul Cotton. But if you're putting a little piece of garment on it, that's not allowed. Have a Yitu Begadim. Then the problem is the kain is going to be wearing an extra beged. The kain Rashi brings the pasuk. A kain has to wear either four begadim, a kain had yet, or a kain gadol wears eight begadim. You're putting even a tzilzul gadol, a tzilzul cotton, a, lo, a small piece of garment that you're wrapping around your finger. It's an extra beged. Rabbi Yechonon Amar, not half sick. No, no, it's an issue of yitur begadim. Gemara is going to bring up chatzitz in a moment, but first yitur begadim. There's an extra beged he's wearing. Rabbi Yechonon Amar, Rabbi Yechonon says, no, it's not an issue. Le'amru yitur begadim ela b'makim begadim. There's an issue of wearing an extra beged if you're wearing it in the place where a person wears the begadim. But if you wrap it on your fingers where it's not a place where any of the big day kuhuna are worn, it's not an issue of wearing an extra beged. So he disagrees with this whole thing that it's an extra beged here. Now the Gemara asks the Shaila about chatzitze that you said. Why are we saying that there's only an issue that he's wearing an extra beged? He's wrapping his finger and then he's doing the Aveda, holding the kalim. There's a chatzitze between his fingers and the kali of the, the klishotis that he's holding. So the Gemara be smile. He, he, this happened on the left hand, and the Aveda has to be done on the right hand. So it's not a chatzitze. Even if it's in the right hand, it's wrapped in the finger in a place where it's not separating between his finger and the keli that he's holding, and therefore it's not a chatzitze. So the chatzitze is not the issue here. So the Gemara pligged what it said over here, what Rav Yechanan said over here is arguing with Rav. If you put an if a kain wears an extra garment in the place in his body where the garments are worn, even just one thread is is uh, an, is an extra beggar that's uh, that's uh, going to make his whole way the puzzle. If you put on another garment, another piece of cloth on your body, not in the place where the garments are worn, if it's a piece of garment that's three by three tfachim, or three by three finger breaths, maybe it is, huh? What, remember, huh? I think it's three by three finger breaths, yeah. Then it's going to be it's going to be an extra baguette. But if it's less than three by three finger breaths, then it's not going to be an extra baguette. Even though the Gemara uses the lashon chaytzitzayis, it means over here the fact that it's an extra baguette. So Adrav Yechenen Vaday Plige, 
Rav is definitely arguing on what Rabbi Yechanan said, that any time you put an extra beget, not in a place where the begotten are worn, it's not a problem of an extra beget. Rav says it is. Rav says that if it's three by three finger breaths, it will be a problem. But the question is, <coughs> is he arguing also on what Rabbi Yehuda, uh, the son of Rabbiya, what did he say? That if you put a tzeltzel cotton, a small uh, garment, it's uh, like a little gart that you wrap, a little belt that you wrap around. Is he arguing on that as well? So the Gemara says no. Shani tzeltzel cotton, the choshev. A tzeltzel cotton is not just a piece of garment. It's, it's a choshevi thing. It's actually a belt. You're taking a belt and tying it around on your finger. Even if it's not b'mokim begodim, Rava would agree to this. That even if it's less than three by three finger breaths, it would be a problem. Even though usually the sheer is three by three finger breaths. Lishna chrene, another lashon to this gemara. And over here, in this second lashon, we're going to repeat basically the exact same thing that we just said. The only distinction is going to be regarding the opinion of Rabbi Yechinen. Amrilei, they said as follows, exactly like we said before, when it says in our Mishnah that you can put on a reed, that's only a reed, but if you put on a little a band or a little belt, then it is a chatzitze. It's an extra baguette. Rabbi Yechenin says the issue of an extra baguette is only if it's less. In the place if it, where you wear the begadim, then if it's less than three by three uh, finger breaths, there it's considered to be a problem. Like we said before, even one thread is a problem. So here Rabbi Yechanan is saying the exact same thing as Rabbi. This is the only thing that changes in this second lashon. That Rabbi Yechanan here is saying the exact same thing as Rabbi. Now the Gemara says the same thing we said before. Should we say that they're arguing on what Rabbi that said that even a little gartel that's less than three by three is also going to be considered to be an extra baguette? No, like we said before, shani cotton a little gartel has a chshivis. It's not just a piece of garment, it's a gartel. According to Rabbi Gemi, why does it say in our Mishnah that he can tie a reed around his hands? Why doesn't the Mishnah tell me a bigger chiddush that you can even put on a tzilzul cotton? You could put on even a gartel. Why does it say dafka a reed? The Mishnah is teaching you another idea, the, the Gemi Masi, that this reed has a healing, uh, healing powers. It's just telling you that the Gemi is the best thing to use because it will heal you. But really there's no difference. If you want, you can use even a tzilzal cotton as well. Huh? That what? Even though it heals. Yeah, even though it heals. Correct, exactly. That's the whole Chiddush over here. That even though it's a refuah, the Mikdash, nevertheless you're allowed to do it in the Beis HaMikdash. Yeah.